And I'm Jane Brooke. And we are strong women who need friends. We are two highly driven women who met through our House of Colour careers and became firm friends, despite being very different. Here we talk about our challenges and our struggles and what makes us tick. Sometimes we'll invite other strong women, and occasionally men, to join us and talk about their highs and lows, always keeping it real. Jane, how are you? Hi Claire, hi. Seems like ages since I spoke to you, but it's actually only two days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's amazing what a weekend does, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's been a nice weekend, hasn't it? It has, it has. I've done virtual style this morning and you've done online shopping. I have. It was so much fun. I'd already put some things together for my client in um, and, and opened up the tabs. Then we, ha- we zoomed together for an hour and looked through it all and um, she's gone away to order it and then we're going to go reconvene for a try on zoom so it worked really well i loved it really loved it yeah sounds fab been more of those yes yeah absolutely well today i'm very very excited because i've got my dear friend karen with me um and jane um and karen is um I per- she's my personal trainer. <laughs> uh, she's my personal trainer, but she was also um, the lady that got me to run my marathon and coached me through that. So she's oh, wow. been the highs and lows of me. And uh, Karen is now coaching me through um, my menopause. So more about that. But hello, Karen. Welcome. Hello, Claire. Hello, Jane. Hi, Thanks Karen. For me. <laughs> it's so nice to have you on it. Oh, it's so exciting. Oh, it's so long. Just going to try coaching you through a marathon, all right, Karen? I'm not up for that. Yeah, okay, you've done your 5K, now you're yeah. up to your marathon, okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh. Most people start off that way. Oh, my they God. They don't think they can. If you want to, I Claire. If they that want to do it, you can do it. That was me. I couldn't, I couldn't even run around the Upminster Park when I met Karen, and um, she got me to run 26 miles, so... Full credit to her, I won't be doing it again, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) They also say that as well. Um, I think I think for me the the reason why we asked Karen to join uh, Strong Women Need Friends is because um, I'm right in the fix of the menopause, as some of you may know. And um, I guess I've struggled a lot, but um, because I've been personal training with Karen, I started to realise that actually she knows quite a lot about it um, and that she's been sort of coaching me through it. And Jane said, oh, I think I'm in the middle of the menopause. I need to see that lady and find out more too. So I thought well, we might as well get her on the podcast. So that's why you're here. <laughs> um, and, and we also thought that a lot of our listeners would probably enjoy finding out a little bit more about what it feels like to be in the menopause, particularly during lockdown, Karen. So that we thought that would be quite yeah. a useful thing for everybody. Um, but whilst, uh, I guess, before we start anything, tell me how you went from, and I know you are still a personal trainer and a running coach. Tell me how you went from that to doing what you do now. What's, what, what happened? What made you focus on the menopause? Well, probably about five years ago, um, so I was 47, um, I started to notice changes so I've been having a few changes but nothing massive Um, but all of a sudden I'd gone from being quite calm relaxed person 
to um, very anxious, uh, suffering panic attacks. Um, really, you know, my self-esteem had gone through the floor. Um, and I'd always been somebody who was quite confident, um, you know, about my you know, body image, about my, you know, just my life. Um, and all of a sudden I was doubting myself and, and um, that sort of negative self-talk coming in. Um, along with, so a lot at the same time I started to get these, um, you know, heart palpitations. So they were really frightening because they'd stopped me in my tracks. Um, so off I trot to the doctors, had a full, um, you know, uh, you know stickers on um, monitoring my heart you know and all of this off I go yep you're having you're having palpitations nothing to worry about go away okay fair enough that was a bit weird but I wasn't panicking so much about that um, and then I had a big cyst come up on my breast obviously that's scary um, oh my god I've got breast cancer um, you know it was massive and uh, you know it came on very gradually actually it was like a hot little and I then all of a sudden found this big lump um, you know it was a golf ball it was a big lump overnight um, and I really panicked went to the doctors um, they referred me I got seen very quickly and it turned out to be a cyst which is very common nobody's ever told me about that never heard of it before and then my friends um, they drain the cysts off a go and find you might get another one. Nobody at any point said that was menopausal linked. Um, so off I went and felt much better. Um, along the, all at the same time, I've got all these anxiety and panic attacks going on. And then the brain fog. What is that all about? You know, I can't, get, can't put a sentence together. Or I couldn't remember. I mean, I know I've been personal training for years. I've been in the industry for 30, yeah, about 30 years. Um, and I couldn't, I'd normally, I'd have a session planned in my head and we'd go and work through the session. I had to write it all down. I'm still doing that now. So it makes my life much easier, I realise. Um, I couldn't remember anything. I literally couldn't remember what I did 10 minutes ago. And, you know, that was really, you know, people, I can imagine people in quite high powered jobs, you know, they, they give up work because they can't cope anymore. They can't, you know, they don't feel as dynamic as they used to feel. So, um, you know, it's, it's a, you know, another symptom. Um, I was putting on weight, I've ne again, never had, well, saying, I, you know, I've always had to work at, at maintaining my weight, um, but I was training more, I was, uh, you know, eating less, um, you know, I was sort of using exercise to boost my mood, so I ended up training two or three times a day, because I'd feel, you know, I'd be crying one minute, happy the next minute, and, you know, it was a real roller coaster. So, um, you know, I got to that point where I really felt, I started getting some really dark thoughts. You know, I started having suicidal thoughts and it was frightening to have those very strong thoughts that I'd never, I've never had mental health issues. I've never, you know, been depressed, you know, a few, you know, days where you've got the hump, but, you know, I've never been that where it's dark, 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 day on, day on. You don't want to get out of bed. Um, I wanted to find out. I'd been to the doctor again. They just offered antidepressants, which I, I knew wasn't what I needed. Um, so I, got, I went on this journey of trying to find information about what was happening. And then it linked that it may be the menopause. And bearing in mind up to this point with all my symptoms, and my GP had never mentioned the menopause, being that I was, you know, perimenopause, obviously, um, looking at my symptoms and I was in that age bracket I wasn't even early menopause I was mm. slap bang where you normally start um, 
So that then prompted me to go on this like information, old um, Googling, you know, information. So one minute it would say hot sweats. Oh, we won't even talk about night sweats, you know, mm. and lack of sleep. Um, but, you know, that it was caused by A and then something else would say it was caused by B. And I, could, I just wanted someone to tell me what is wrong with me and how can I make myself better? And the information just wasn't there. It wasn't consistent. It wasn't backed up with anything. Um, so I decided to go on a course. So I did a third, they call it a third age uh, certification. And I learned a lot about the menopause. Um, and it was a real eye opener. And every day I was doing my, you know, sort of uh, coursework it would just go, oh, open, you know, sort of like light bulb moment. Every, you know, I had every symptom, <laughs> pretty much. I didn't have the hair loss. I, I got that one. But, you know, I was sort of ticking all these boxes and then putting things into place. And it made sense. I was training too much and I wasn't eating right. So, you know, that wasn't helping my hormones. So, all of, you know, it started to make sense why what was happening to me was happening. And um, so I was fully um, menopausal at 51, which means that you haven't had a period for 12 months. Um, and I managed my symptoms naturally. And I, you know, 90% of the time, I'm symptom free now with no medical intervention whatsoever. Um, I, I um, know, I think your body tells you what's wrong. So if you're, if I'm experiencing it, some sort of you know we've all been stressed through lockdown and some of my symptoms have come back so you know there's certain things that are triggering my symptoms and but i know now why they're causing them so then i know how to put it right you know if i'm you know snapping or i'm irritable and i'm not tired for any reason or there hasn't been a reason then i can work it back for why why am i feeling like that so you know i've now got the tools to manage my menopause and obviously going forward, you know, how to deal with the issues of menopause and low estrogen going forward, you know, how I work with that. I think so that's my long-winded story. No, I love, <laughs> I love your story because I love the fact that you used to say, you used to run for, you used to always run to make yourself feel cheerful. It was always your, your mood lightener, wasn't it? Oh, I'm fed up, I'm going to go for a run. That's always been Karen's coping mechanism. But then she was running three times a day and it was make, not making her any better. And for me, that was... That's quite a shocking thing, really, that you yeah. would want to do that. And it was actually, you know, not helping remotely. Um, and, and for me, when you said to me, oh, you manage your symptoms, um, and you and I have this ongoing conversation, but it's, you, you'll say, well, I know I've had hot sweats yesterday, but then I look back two days ago and I had three glasses of wine and I had a bit of, ch I had some sugar. Therefore, I know my menopause yeah. uh, things have kicked in. And yeah. that, I think, is what you've helped me understand. And I'm not as, as self-willed as you, obviously, by any way, shape or form. But what that's helped me realise is that what you put, how you manage your life and what you put in your body and how you manage your stress either exasperates or minimises the symptoms, yeah. right? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I'll, I'll know that if I've had more than two glasses of wine, I will be awake at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and, it's, and then it's a choice, isn't it? It's a choice, you know, that am I happy to go out and have a few glasses of wine and have a really nice night and enjoy that night? 
knowing I'm going to lose tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. You know, it's a choice then. And that's the choice that I make is that, yes, I manage it naturally. Um, but, you know, you still got want to live, don't you? You still want to, you know, for me, it's been a, a sort of change in my habits because I always loved a glass of wine. I still do like a glass of wine, but it doesn't like me. So, you know, it's now, it's that, okay, I will, I will have a drink tonight, but I know tomorrow I'm going to be a bit irritable or I'm going to be a bit grumpy. But and that's not... Have a lot to drink. That's two glasses of wine. <laughs> I'm irritable. Yeah, so yeah. it's frustrating. Um, but no, you know, having that choice, and it's the same thing with HRT. You know, it's it's you know having that choice is, you know, do you want to take HRT? It will help your symptoms, no doubt about it. If you get the right dose of HRT, it will help your symptoms. But not everyone wants to take, you know, take a pill you know, take a, take something for, you know, whatever they're experiencing. Um, I say in, you know, I sort of, when I first had my um, issues with, you know, down there, um, I would take um, a topical estrogen, which, um, you know, would help because obviously when your estrogen lowers, that causes your, the wall of your um, uterus to, you know, sort of get weaker. So then you have all these urinary problems. So by taking a topical estrogen, that made that made that much better. But I only had to take it for a short amount of time. So it was like, you know, and I say to a lot of my ladies, you know, HRT is a bridge that gets you to the other side. You know, it can if your symptoms are so bad, you can't sleep, you're, you know, ruining your relationship, your work is nosediving, you know, you're actually thinking about, you know, you're having suicide thoughts. You need you need to intervention. And if that intervention is HRT, then that, you know, just think of it as short term, this is gonna get me through this perimenopause, because that's the bit that's really the worst bit, in, in my experience, um, was that three years before I came, became menopausal. So, so rapidly, they're bouncing up and down. Um, that's normally when the symptoms are worse. Some women have symptoms right, you know, for the rest of their life. Uh, but the majority of women, once they come through menopause and are out the other side, their symptoms will go away. Jane, did you realise that? Because I don't think I realised that, that I just thought there was just menopausal. But actually, you're only deemed in menopause once you've stopped your period actually the whole of the time before your perimenopausal, which is when basically all the symptoms mainly happen. Yeah. I, I, I didn't realise that's when the symptoms happened. I knew there was the perimenopause. To be honest, I don't know that much about it, if I'm really honest. I sort of attribute things that I'm going through, but because I've had no night sweats or um, not particularly anxiety, all I've got is... Wouldn't even say it's brain fog. I just have no energy, and I'm wondering if that's my 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 sort of symptoms. I've still got the Mirena coil fitted, so I'm presuming that whatever yeah. that hormones that releases is sort of balancing everything out. I don't I don't know, and there's nothing I can do to find out about that at the moment. I presume with us being in lockdown. So yeah, no, that will the Mirena coil does help with symptoms so you know heavy bleeding you know all of those those type of symptoms um if that's your progesterone so you know if you're um you know if you're taking that it will lighten the load um of yeah. that perimenopause um because that's you know it's it's when you're out of balance 
between your sex hormones. So, you know, obviously the main ones, estrogen, progesterone, um, you know, if they're out of balance, then that's when you get a lot of these severe symptoms. Um, and things like, you know, not being able to sleep tends to be your progesterone is too low. You know, so, you know, if you're taking marine call, that normally helps with, you know, getting off to sleep and, and yeah. things like that. But, um, you know, so a lot of doctors will prescribe that before they prescribe anything else, you know. So, um, you know, especially if the symptoms are heavy bleeding, um, those type of things. Yeah, well, that's why I had it put in. Um... So, but it's about five five years ago. So it must be coming to the end of its life soon. I need to look up when it was actually. Yeah, yeah. you probably do, mate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I never even realised that the menopause was about your estrogen and, and uh, progesterone sort of going up and down. I just thought, and Karen, correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the expert. I just thought it was well, your estrogen goes, therefore you go. You, you, that's what the menopause is. But actually. That would probably make it smoother, wouldn't it, Karen? If that's what yeah, actually happens. Yeah, yeah. So, and a lot of people will, you know, ex not experience, you know, a lot of, I think it's something like 70% of women experience problems during menopause. So there's certain percent and they're going to just have that gradual decline. You know, your estrogen and progesterone are coming down gradually from the age of 35, they start to come. So it's very, you know, normally you don't see much of a change um, until it sort of hits that. You know, once because obviously it's your um, ovaries stop producing eggs, you run out of eggs. So um, it's it's once you get to that point, you know that I've got polycystic ovaries. Um, so I think that for me meant I was always going to have worse symptoms during menopause. You know, but no one ever told me that. <laughs> you know, this is what I find frustrating is that information. There's no information, and when you go to your doctor with symptoms that I now know are worse common symptoms is that you don't, you know, you don't get any, you know, you, people aren't telling you and uh, knowing what's come in and knowing that it's okay what I'm going through, it's really normal. I've just got to, you know, okay, I can suck it up and get on with it or I can go and look for help now that I've been, I've empowered myself with the knowledge. I understand why this happened to me and then you've got an informed decision of whether you go on HRT or whether you change your lifestyle you know drastically to you know all make little tweaks because like a lot of people you know it's you've got to be most people it's got to be bad for you to do something about it you know because you just keep hoping things will get better yeah 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 oh, yeah, you do, so, <laughs> yeah oh exactly oh I'm so thankful that I had you really because um I'd heard you talk about it and and seen you go through it and then and then when I hit it you know mid last year and it just I was it was almost like I could go it's okay because Karen says it's the menopause that's okay and then and actually it's ironic because I talked to you more than I did really my close friends initially because I the way the menopause hit me was uh, less, less sort of physical, really. Uh, it wasn't. I haven't. I had the odds. I do have the odd sweat, but it's not. I can control them now. It's not. That wasn't my major thing. My thing was that felt, I felt the brain fog. I could. I'm such a driven person, and I couldn't get anything done. And I'd be going. I just want to lie in bed. And that's so not like me, is it? I mean, you know, you two know me really well. It's so not like me. So it was that, but it was also this total irrational feeling like I was, 
I mean, I could be in a group of friends, and you two know me very well, my happy place is with my house full of friends, feeling, you know, the joy of the world with everyone drinking and eating, and I'm feeding them and I'm nurturing them, but feeling the most alone person there, which is yeah. totally ludicrous, because they're all yeah. my, my best, you know, they're all my friends. Yeah. But I felt like I was, well, like I wasn't part of the party and like I was sitting yeah. above them and it's the most horribly symptom. Yeah. I can it? totally relate to that. And, oh. you know, and that, you know, sometimes you, you would, you know, for me, I'm quite a private, you know, you won't believe it, but quite a private people don't, I wouldn't admit I had a problem. That was half the problem is that yeah. I was trying to be strong. Don't let anyone know that I've got problems. So, um, the odd time that I opened up to close friends and said, I'm, I'm really struggling. You know, I can remember turning up at a friend's house, there's three friends inside, we were just gonna have a glass of wine and, you know, chat, and I couldn't get out of the car. I just had this massive panic attack. I'm like, I don't wanna go in. I don't wanna, I've known these people for 20 years. You know, they would laugh if that, you know, and I said that to them, when I went in, I went in and I burst into tears. Again, they've never seen me in tears. Um, and. I sort of, so I opened up a little bit and I said, look, I'm going through this. Is anyone else going? No, none of us have got, they're younger than me. You know, a lot of them haven't even experienced one, one symptom. Um, and then you feel stupid. You know, so I'm saying, you know, anyone else getting panicky or thinking that like, I was catastrophizing about the children, just thinking I wouldn't let them out, they were going to get stabbed. You know, it's just like so, you know, bizarre the way I was acting and, you know, so, that then made me feel worse because I didn't have it, you know, when I finally opened up, they didn't understand yes. what I was going through. So to talk to people who understand it or, you know, as sort of time's gone on now, you know, a couple of years out the other side is, you know, people talk about it all around me all the time because I talk about it all the time. So it's, you know, it's different. I feel more comfortable talking about it because it's not happened to me anymore. You know, don't feel it's not, I'm not so sensitive to, to you know, so sensitive before. Um, but yeah, I think that's what, you know, knowing what's happening is very normal um, and knowing you don't have to put up with it. There are things out there to stop it happening. Um, but also you're going to come out the other side actually a stronger person. I don't have PMT anymore because I don't have periods anymore. I don't have that, you know, that whole cycle. I used to live by my cycle. I was like, I could run a really fast race <laughs> um, in my first phase of my cycle. I was strong. I was, had loads of energy and I'd get all these things done because I was like a whirlwind. And then past ovulation, forget it. I'd be tripping over myself. I couldn't you put one foot in front of the other and I'd be as irritable as anything. Mm. So, you know, it's, I would live by that cycle. I don't have to do that anymore. I, mm. I feel like I'm in the first phase all the time. I feel, <laughs> I feel much more, not all the time, I still have my days, but for <laughs> most of the time, not living, thinking, oh God, I hope I'm not on my period when I go on holiday. Because it would just wipe me out, I'd be in bed for a day. Yeah. You know, so I don't, you don't have to worry about it. And knowing that there is, you know, it's that whole thing of coming to terms with the fact you're getting older. I don't want to get old. I don't want to be menopausal because, I mean, I'm used to it now. But before, I don't want to be in the third age because that means I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, what, do I don't want to... what do we call it, Jane? We came up with that. Women in full bloom. That's women in important. full bloom now, Karen. Yes. Yeah. yes, we're that... blooming. And that does actually feel how, you know, how you feel once you get out the other side is that you just feel 
you know, I want to go, I want to go and try and try different things. I want to go and, you know, we said about, you know, um, you know, trying something new in the new yeah. year. Didn't work. Yeah. I was like, I want to learn how to sell. I haven't been able to do it, but it's on my list. And I just, you know, I want to do something. You know, I want, my kids are 18 and 20. They don't need me anymore. Um, apart from I'm cooking for them a bit, occasionally. Uh, you know, it's doing something for yourself. And they're the good things that come out the other side. It's that you're not just, you know, because that for me was a big thing. It's like, what have I got to look forward to? What's the point for the rest of my life? Yeah. What, you know... So actually you can recreate your, you know, you can come up with, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? You know, I want to run a marathon, run a marathon. <laughs> and, and Jane, I think that's what will, will resonate with our clients because the majority of our clients are really, well, majority of mine, I don't know yours, Jane, but majority yeah. of my clients are between 40 and 60. They're, that's kind of the age of my clients that I tend to attract. Mm -hmm. So, so whatever, they either know someone who's going through it or they're, or they're going for it themselves or, or maybe it's something that we can prepare them for. But I think that whole, the way you feel in the menopause affects everything. And so many times I see people in my studio that, I can see they've. I can see it in their eyes that they're struggling like I am, you know. And you just yeah. well, actually, at least I can help you. So we can we can help with the practical things, Jane, about how to dress and everything, can't yeah. we? Yeah. And, and yeah. that's what Karen and I did on our talk. But Karen, if in lockdown, I suppose a lot of um, a lot a lot of people like me, Pete speaking, just assuming everybody has it and drunk constantly during lockdown just like myself just to make me feel better and um, what, what are the what are the, the the key tips you could give someone because our whole routine has gone out the window at the moment yeah. what, if you are suffering from menopausal symptoms what can what can we do to minimize them during this time well, I think, you know, like you said, you're out of your routine and that is, you know, what I would say would be the quite a big one, big tip get a routine you know you need to be getting up at the same time every morning mm. going to bed at the same time and you know because that's going to affect your you know sleep patterns if you're going to you know getting up late on bed late you know then the next day getting up early it's going to affect how you know yeah the whole hormone how you balance your hormones sleep's really important that's another point but yeah get get a routine so you know a lot of us are you know we're still working we're a little bit worried about our work because we can't work like we normally work. We're, a, you know, we're all earning less money and we've got that little doubt that am I going to have a business when, you know, when this is all over? You know, are people still going to want to, you know, um, do what we do? Um, so that's an anxiety there. So, you know, just try and control that. You know, if you're going to work, I'm working this hours. This today. I'm not going to try and try to be on social media all the time. I'm going to try and you know, put myself out there all the time and then worry all the time that you're not doing enough. And, yeah. you, you know, because we're all quite self-driven. High five on that one, girls. Um, no, it's ironic because I wrote a newsletter yesterday and I basically said that this week I'm going to work hours. I'm not going to be answering stuff outside of office hours. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel guilty. If I haven't said, no, yeah. I've said it, I'm fine not to answer stuff. But before, I'd get a message coming yeah. about half past eight and I'd be thinking... I need to answer that or no I'm not going to answer that. but it'd be on my mind constantly yeah. now yeah. I can just let it go because no one's expecting yeah. me to answer so yeah, yeah I'd already sort put of got phone, yeah put your phone away shut your laptop it's yeah it's still going to be there 
And you know, we all work much better under pressure. So if we said I'm working three hours today, <laughs> I will get it all done in three hours. You're so right. You know, you're so right. You can do it. And no, take all day, couldn't you? And then still oh. feel guilty you've not done enough. I think that's been the problem actually because we've had more time and less I've had less client facing work so I've been doing I'll do this admin well one bit of admin that would normally take me an hour has been taking me a whole day and I've still not finished because somehow I've been faffing or and that you're right it really doesn't help my mental state because then I haven't achieved so I'm beating myself up about it yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so getting that routine in place mm-hmm. and planning your week. So for me, I would always say to people, you know, plan. We've been and that's worked really well. Tuesday we go and do our food shopping, and I have my menus planned for till next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So we buy that whole lot, and we might have to pop out for milk and bits and pieces. But that has just took a whole layer of stress out of my life. Me too. And also because I've got two adults in the house as well, with, well, three with Nick, um, that we all share the cooking. So we've all got our who's cooking on what nights and who's doing the washing up on what nights. And that's it. It's like that works a dream. And also then you're eating healthy because you've got a proper meal in front of you, you know, and you, your lunches are then ready. But, you know, like I had leftovers from last night in on the top of my salad because we have roast vegetables and stuff so I'm not thinking I'm not then going oh I'll have a cup slice of toast because I can't think what I'm going to have to eat so it's like flat being knowing what you're doing every day within that routine and then on a Monday we sit down we're going to do our food plan for the rest of the week because I'm going shopping Tuesday I need to do rather than just putting it off um so that's um you know your social social media time you know, even scheduling in time to chat with your mates. Yeah, so yeah. I've got a couple of nights a week where I've been a little Zoom because you need your tribe around you. You need to have a bit of girly time or even if it, you know, maybe not, but you need yeah. normal, you know, even if you're chatting to your mum or whatever it is, just put it in your diary so that you're not, you know, oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. And then, oh, I feel very guilty, I haven't spoke to my mum. You know, and it's like another layer of stress I could just do without. So... Um, you know, because I'm now, whereas I used to say, I'm too busy to do this, too busy to that, I haven't got that excuse, have I? So it's like, <laughs> I still seem to be too busy to do everything, but it's just an excuse, isn't it? So that's, that would be my top, that top tip yeah. is your routine. Really? Um, second one is to taking out stress out of your life. So, um, you know, stress will affect your hormones massively. It affects it, quite a lot of your hormones because when you're creating that stress hormone, you can't create your sex hormones. It's like keeping it simple. You either make stress hormones or you make sex hormones. You can't do both. And you can make sex hormones even if you've stopped, you know, if you haven't got any ovaries or you've gone into menopause, you still make them. But you make them in the same place you make your stress hormones. So if you're constantly a stressful person, um, then you are going to be constantly in that cortisol level um there's three types of stress so there's your real stress the tiger is chasing you so you know that is your real stress the you know something that's happening right now i know with claire with her parents and her dad being in hospital that's a real stress you can't do anything about that there is nothing you can do about it it's real it's happening the other types of stress so you've got like um an anticipated stress so you've got you're waiting for something bad to happen Okay, so what if I get the virus? What if 
my kid gets stabbed. What if? It could happen, but it's not happening right now. We don't need to stress about that. You need, those are the types of stress you need to somehow deal with and not think about. Yeah. But, you know, you can do something about that. And then the other one, which is one that, you know, a lot of, lot of people have going on in the background is their imaginary stress. You know, so they're imagining something's going to happen. So they're not, you know, it's very, very unlikely that I'm going to die in an aeroplane crash. Yes. But I can still imagine that happening. And that's, will stress me out. And that, my, our bodies do not know the difference between the cortisol that is sent out with a real stress and those other two types of stress. So you can imagine all that going, and someone who's quite stressy, I don't think any of us are that stressy, um, but I have friends who are, who will be worrying on that constant, like my mum, for instance, there's something to worry about. She's, she worries that she hasn't got something to worry about. You know, it's that sort of constant, and you need to be able to, whatever mechanism you use to deal with stresses like that, you need to get it under control. Because, you know, there is real stress right now. So get rid of all the other ones, okay? So, um, you know, come up with solutions, how you do that, relaxation, going for a walk in nature, whatever it is that you deal, how you deal with your stress. Um, so I'd say the third one going into that is your exercise. So making sure you do exercise every day. So if you're busy, you know, something, I, I little thing that I always think of is my, you know, body before business. You know, if you're a busy, busy business person, you know, your body comes first because Good, the business it? won't happen. <laughs> so get up. Cause I know I've got, you know, don't even need to convert Claire because she loves her early morning walks. So, yeah. you know, get up. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So getting up, doing some form of physical activity, it doesn't have to be strenuous. It can just be a walk around the park. You know, it just get you out, clears your head. Yeah. It's a little bit of a form of meditation. I love, you know, I love a nature walk. So I find somewhere very quiet with a lake or something, you know, and I just, that's my, I don't meditate. That's my meditation. I like that just makes me switch off. You know, some people like to sit indoors and with their legs crossed and meditate. I can't think of anything worse, but it's whatever you find that works for you. So try lots of things, try lots of mindfulness, yoga, you know, whatever, you know, just try it. Like, you know, yoga. I've tried, they just don't work for me. Exactly. I just can't exactly. do it. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of it, you know, from people who do yoga, and I do get it, is you've got to practice at it. Same with meditation, you have to practice at it. You know, you, you, you know, we don't like doing that thing because we're busy, our heads are going around all the time. So, but if you actually practice, oh, I'm going to do 10 minutes every day complete quiet I'm not going to have a drink I'm not going to have my phone on I'm not going to even have a magazine I'm just going to have 10 minutes every day where I do don't think of anything now I do that I like to do that while I'm walking so I'm not because I used to be terrible but on my phone whilst walking the dog you know you try to double task I ring my mum whilst I'm walking the dog as like a double whammy so, no you need to switch off so you know it's fine experiment with different things because one of them will work and it's finding that through relaxation where you you know you can completely switch off Brilliant. and that doesn't include sleeping <laughs> um food food is a biggie you need to eat well you need to be eating the rainbow you need to um 
you know, cut out your toxins. So it's cut the alcohol out, cut the sugar out. You know, not forever. You know, let's think 80% rule. You know, 80% of your week is clean. 20% is woohoo. Um, you know, and stop thinking of drinking and eating cakes as a treat. It's, you know, something you, you know, you like to do, but there's other things we do to relax and treat. You know, it's, it's hard. It's hard if that's what you've always used as a relaxant. But alcohol is a depressant. It's a, you know, it will mess with your hormones massively. So it's have it, have a little bit of it and really enjoy it. You know, that glass, this is me. I have a glass of really good quality red wine. And I don't just chug it while I'm making the dinner. What's the point? You're doing something else. You sit there and you really enjoy that one glass or two glasses. And then, you you know, you wake up the next day and you feel fine. You know, whereas I have the third glass. Yeah, um, yeah so eating well, making sure it's really important. You know, we hear cholesterol mentioned that you are having those good cholesterols because cholesterol is a building block for your hormones. So you need to have some good fats going into your diet. So nuts and seeds, olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, you know, they, they do need to be in your diet. You know, whenever you're looking at foods, you know, that say low fat, yeah, they're low fat. They're also normally got loads of sugar in them. So they're not always the healthiest option. Um, and you do need those fats to just, to make those hormones. So, um, you know, again, it's portion control, um, but, you know, drizzling a bit of olive oil on your salad is just makes the salad from being, you know, OK nutritionally to brilliantly OK, because the fats will help you um, metabolize those vitamins in that salad as well. So it's working, you know, but don't give it cover it in it because, then you, you know, calorie wise, we don't want to be going there and putting on weight because, you know, if you're overweight, that's a, you know, biggie with, you know, if you're you know, struggling with those extra pounds and they're all sitting around the middle, that is that is where you, you know, you're gonna store, you're storing that fat, you're also storing all your excess estrogens, which is another story, but they're the ones, the dangerous ones. We don't want all that sitting around our, our organs and our tummy. Um, so then the uh, fifth one, have we done four of them? Yeah, the fifth one was sleep. So sleep, if you think of sleep as that's when you detox. You don't have to go on a silly detox diet, um, you know, cutting out everything you love just to have a detox for the day. You're doing it every day, right? So your body is cleaning all those excess, um, you know, all of the toxins, excess estrogens, anything that's going to cause you, you know, nasty things happening, your body can get rid of that but only if you're having good quality sleep and that your liver is not working overtime, trying to deal with that, um, you know, the alcohol you've just had before you went to bed and the couple of chocolate biscuits you had before you went to bed, because it is working massively to try and get rid of those toxins in that. And our bodies are amazing. It will get rid of those toxins, but it can't then, you know, those, those sort of, um, you know, you hear about free radicals and, you know, excess estrogens and i've said that 12 times um going round and round your body they just get reabsorbed back into the fat stores and then they're whizzing around your body again tomorrow and you go into that estrogen dominance which causes another whole load of symptoms so allowing your body don't you know if you're going to have a nice glass of wine you're going to have a snack don't have it just before you go to bed you know have it a couple of hours before you go to bed 
um, have your water before you go to bed if your bladder will put up with it all night. Um, and then, you know, your body can then, your liver is free to do what it should be doing, not fighting those toxins. So, you know, get in that sleep routine, making sure that you're going to bed and waking at the same time, getting seven to eight hours a day in, um, you know, that's, that's sort of, you know, just normal, you know, hygiene, sleep hygiene, not having your computer in your room or your phone on in your room um, before you go to bed. You know, I used to scroll for hours before I fell asleep. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and then I'd wake up, like, just go off to sleep, and i go, oh, I wonder what such a, oh, i just have a look, look that up. It's like, it's a distraction. If it's downstairs or outside the bedroom, you're not going to do, you're not going to get up by it. So, no. you know, and it's just getting into that routine of good sleep hygiene. So sleep is so important. Um, you know, there's sort of loads of studies on sleep and cancer causing, you know, if you work nights and things like that. So it is a really good, you know, really important one you know and again you know people say i can't get off to sleep so i had a lady who actually she would get up in the middle of the night and read a book because she'd get so fed up of laying there awake so rather than trying to deal with that she just get up so then that becomes a habit you wake up the same time every day don't you then you wake up two in the morning and have you read for half an hour yeah. or you know i've been, I've been up at four o'clock sometimes doing my ironing because i can't go back to sleep yeah, yeah. Um, which is obviously not good. Now I've trained myself that actually if I lie and relax and do some breathing, I will go yeah. back to sleep. I've trained myself. Um, yeah. but it's taken yeah. me a while to get there really because it's so easy to yeah. just get up and go, well, I'm awake now, I might as well. But then of course you're yeah. shattered by seven o'clock. I um I think it's amazing, Jane, don't you? Yeah, fantastic. I've, I've made notes. I know, I've made notes the thing is the thing is and um is that there's so much to it and karen is so knowledgeable that you just want to go yeah. oh god i just want to know more which yeah. is what's happened with me i've been so grateful that we've done personal training with a bit of menopause coaching and you know even this friday she had me sobbing on the on the webinar because i <laughs> Well, that's because you've had too much wine, young lady, and too much sugar. So that'll be why you feel rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> there was a bit of tough love in there, wasn't there? There was. I love you for it, but there was a bit of tough love. And I've been good, so that's all right. Good, good. good. Um, so, so girls, I think we, what we need to do, I think, because there is so much more of this, is that maybe, Jane, we should do something for our um, listeners and see if they want to come and join Cam. Would you be prepared to do a webinar? Um, for people to, um, you know, come and, and yeah. listen to more of your experts. I know you do them quite a lot. Yeah, definitely, you? definitely. I mean, I do, you know, I do menopause talks, but obviously with the whole COVID thing, it's sort of, um, you know, it's very hard to meet up. So yeah. a webinar would be perfect. You yeah. Online, yeah. Let's do a Zoom. Yeah. Let's, let's put something on. Let's get together, sort a date out and put something on and, and put it out to our listeners and our clients and anyone else who needs help, really. Because, yeah. you know, the whole theme of, of the podcast is that you need your friends. You need to talk about things. And I think that's that's basically what you're saying is let's talk about it. Let's make it yeah. normal. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, there's such a taboo around menopause. Yeah. You know, people sort of think about tumbling weed and, you know, tumbleweed and dried up old ladies, um, rather than actually we're all like, you know, 40s and 50s and we've still got hopefully 30, 40 years to live, you know, in Definitely. this state. We're not dried up, are we? We're, you know, we're, actually, we're women in bloom. We are. We're women in bloom. <laughs> we are. We're blooming. We're blooming. <laughs> 
Oh, it's been, it's been brilliant, Karen. Yeah. Thank you so, Thank you much. so much, Karen. Thank you for coming oh, on. Well, it's, been really well. it's been lovely. Thanks for having me. I'll stop recording, but we're going to take a picture. So I'll stop recording. Thanks, okay. everyone. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it, folks. Thanks for listening to Strong Women Need Friends. We'd love sharing our thoughts with you and hope you're listening again. Bye for now.